1: Hello, 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 and welcome boys and girls to the 170th episode of the Hunger Gamers Podcast. We are powered by 8bit.net and those sexy, sexy legends at Audio Technica. I'm your extremely humble host. You can find me just about everywhere, Brendan 8Bit. And joining me today, my partner in crime, the best co-host in the land, Miss Ellie Hart. You can find her at Miss Ellie Hart. How are you doing today?
0: I'm good. That's the best co-host that's out there. <laughs> oh
1: by a long way, by a long way. Um full disclosure, we don't know where Dream is. I've heard rumors he's uh making the next great eight-bit video game. Uh he's actually rehashing asteroids and instead of asteroids actually gonna be burgers coming towards your little space shuttle. So uh now? nice little hungry gamers crossover, hopefully. Um but DreamO, wherever you are out there in the ether, we hope you're doing well. We haven't heard from you this morning, so uh, hopefully you're not unconscious in a gutter somewhere, and you're just sort of stuck in in the matrix of code. So yeah, uh, yeah. I know Good what's luck.
0: happened. Valve has heard about him and his uh, ambitions, and they've kidnapped him to start creating a uh, Half Life Three.
1: Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> or maybe he's uh, actually been brought on to uh, make sure Shenmue gets uh, released in time. So oh. he's over there handling that uh that nightmare of a game.
0: That would be one he'd love to be working on, I bet.
1: Yeah, yeah, so it is the A team here, the D team, nowhere to be seen, but anyway, the show must go on as they say, so uh, I guess, guess we could sort of ask, what have you been doing, tell me the things.
0: So um, a lovely regular on the show that we all know, NATO, a favourite of some. Apparently not to one other person, but we won't we won't we won't go onto that too much. Open that wound. Uh, he's been very passionate about playing Minecraft recently, and from previous episodes, everyone knows that I had a stint with Minecraft. Um, got pretty obsessed, so I wasn't too sure if I was going to um, get back into it. But he's a persistent little bugger. And- he is. He is.
1: He's like a he's like a tick. He just burrowed in there. And you even try and rip him out and his head still stays stuck in your flesh. Like you can't get rid of him. <laughs> A
0: little bull ant. Um, yeah, so the thing was is that I had I had my... This is me and my stupid buying one game on multiple devices. I had Minecraft on Xbox, but I don't really have my Xbox anymore. And then I bought uh, one on PC, but it wasn't the right edition.
1: Ah, uh, you so, bought the Java, the Java yes, version. Yes,
0: yeah. I know you and Rachel are having some issues like with that. Um,
1: don't get me started. Yeah, it's,
0: it was a bit of a mind warp trying to figure out what the hell was going on with that. So I just settled and I bought it on the Switch because it kind of makes sense to me. It's like, you know, you can take it anywhere with you. So why the hell not? And lo and behold, I'm addicted again. Thanks a lot, Nader. Mm-hmm. Appreciate
1: it, man. It, it is a slippery slope. Like, um, as anyone that's listened to this pod once or twice would know, I have still never played Minecraft in my entire life. Mm-hmm. I have watched a few people play. And, uh, yeah, Archer started to play... This week, and the bug has bit him as well. And I've uh, started the install on Game Pass, so I've I've got Minecraft on the PC, and obviously I can put that on the Xbox if I wanted to as well. So we're gonna jump on and, and check out this this uh, realm. Is it the realm or yeah, server? No, well,
0: it's the same kind of thing. So a realm, same same. A realm is something that someone can pay for, whereas uh, it pretty much like it's accessible even when the person who owns it isn't online. Which has okay, been great for me, okay. considering the time difference. because <laughs> so. that's
1: what NATO's like—NATO's border realm, right? Yes, so, that's right. So, so yeah, we can jump in this shared world that he he owns and occupies, and and pay the the necessary amounts of rent to him that no doubt he's going to demand and uh build our own little world so i'm excited to uh learn the the nuances of of minecraft and the various square shaped bricks and and textures so
0: it's been really good actually and i know like nato's also enjoying like everyone who's popping their minecraft cherry and just seeing Mm -hmm. how because like he and like kaz have like been into it and they've created some awesome stuff already so they're very like experienced but like they're also getting to witness like newbies and seeing how they think and how what they want to do with what they've got and everything I thought I was going to be quite like knowledgeable and be like absolutely ready for this experience but there's they've introduced all this other new stuff there's more bad guys there's all this other crazy shit that happens at night time. I got attacked by something called a phantom. And apparently this thing will come and attack you. If you haven't slept three days in a row, it's night time and you're above a certain level. And like where I, I live is high up in the clouds. So I just get, started getting attacked by these phantom things and it literally scared the shit out of me. Like
1: damn, I
0: actually screamed because I didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs>
1: That that's something you wouldn't expect from Minecraft. Just like from the graphics and, and whatever else, you wouldn't think that there would be any shock value or, or scary uh, wait, moments like that. Wait, would wait you. till you
0: like enter a cave and like come face to face with a creeper. Like the the level of anxiety that sometimes comes to your system when you go like underground. Oh. And then you get, like, that claustrophobic thing as well.
1: Mm, but but that's where those good elements are, right? you got to go underground to find yeah. some of that good stuff.
0: Yeah, the good stuff's underground. So yes, um, yes. It should be interesting to seeing like, you finally give it a go and seeing what you take away from it. Because, I don't know, I feel like Minecraft isn't always for everyone, but everyone can maybe find their own way to play it. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah,
1: and, and I think that's, that is sort of the, the most appealing thing, To me in that game is where you could go into the underworld or whatever it's called and and get amongst all that or you can just build and, you know, live your simple farm life, you know, grow some food Mm -hmm. and and have some animals and just just live that life or build massive big sprawling castles on cliff faces or as you said, like you're up in the clouds or something you just said. so in the sky. So, so it really is your your sort of block shaped oyster. So I'm excited to to sort of see what I take out of it because yeah, at the moment I have no idea what I'm what I'm wanting out of the game. Yeah. But uh, I'll probably realise pretty quick once I'm once I'm in in this uh, world of NATO what, what I'm looking for.
0: Well, if you, uh, is it both you and Rach jumping on?
1: Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna build a, a big settlement. I, th- I think the big the, the inner rivalry we've we've sort of decided between ourselves is we're gonna try and outbuild NATO and Kaz's massive big oh, house Lord. and home. And and we've seen it. We got taken on the tour. Like he's proud as punch. Like I remember down at Pax, he whipped his phone out and he logged into his server on his phone he and has he's like, taking us tub. around. And yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's got some stuff going on there, so it's going to be quite the grind to uh, ascend to that level. But uh, that's that's the challenge we've set ourselves. So we'll see how it goes.
0: Should be interesting. Look yep, forward to yep. that. Um, and as of just a few hours ago, I started playing the Outer Worlds, and oh my god, I went into this game with no expectation. I actually had no intention of playing this game at all. Wasn't on my radar. Didn't really care. But the reviews have just been consistently good. Oh, yeah. like I'm 86 really on Metacritic. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's a part of Game Pass. So free to me, free to play. Apparently, it's a phenomenal game. Yeah, why the hell not? Why not give it a try? And oh, my God, I can see why people love this game. For starters, it is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a fantastic environment. Like the land that you um first, you know, essentially crash onto. It's gorgeous. Like it's a lot of um like destiny space atmosphere vibes that I get from it. Like just very beautiful, like breathtaking like space and astral matter and the sky. But then there's I for me, I'd say Borderlands, like the way it's kind of like kind of deteriorating environment, like mm, of like yeah, yeah. buildings and whatnot and space, you know, machinery. But I think it's 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 based on news that we'll talk about later but it also has that very fallout vibe as well
1: yeah yeah like obviously yeah obsidian who did new vegas made this and it's it's you hear a lot of this is new vegas in space type of uh situations Mm. and and uh ways to describe this game i'm still yet to play i I preloaded this thing a few weeks ago on on the xbox and i was keen as anything um, and then I wanted to play it Thursday, work just whooped me in the ass. And then yesterday I intended to play it, but then I really want a pizza for dinner. So we went out to this <laughs> Italian wood-fired place that you got to drive to. It's a little bit of a trek, but it's like, in my opinion, probably the best pizza in Brisbane. Like nice and simple Italian wood-fire, minimal oh. ingredients. It's it's magical. Pizzeria Violetta, it's called. It is the business. Um, and then by the time we got home, I had to do the uh, NBA fantasy basketball draft so did that then watch RuPaul and then it's like fuck I gotta go to bed like oh, I'm so tired I only just caught so up on RuPaul yeah so it's it's locked and loaded um so you watched the latest episode
0: uh yeah so
1: vinegar went last week and yeah. you know who went this week
0: I do yeah I don't know okay, if it's spoilers cool. for our listeners who also
1: <laughs> yeah check out RuPaul though like it's it's starting to step up like it, it felt to me completely off track <laughs> um, it felt to me at first like this was like a B series of RuPaul, and like the production value wasn't as hot. The, yeah, the the um, drag queens weren't as, as talented. Polished and that's is what a I would, mean. Thing to say, yeah. yeah. But it's starting to step up, I think. Uh, and and the polish is there. The the snatch game they did, um, that Donald Trump impersonation was magic. A lot of the others were shit house, but the Donald Trump the was Donald like, Trump one yeah.
0: was pretty phenomenal it was actually probably she was too good like there was a few things that she said that like I say she but like you know the saying as Donald Trump and it just made me uncomfortable and laugh but yeah Yeah. if anyone that actually listens to the huckoo gamers is into rupaul let me and brendan know because we've got this like secret thing going on that we're absolutely obsessed with rupaul's dragways and we've even like made a joke about making a podcast so yeah I-, I think
1: the next us season we we should do like weekly recap episodes and and sort of review them and and give our hot takes because it's it's a cracker of a show it is really just- good just the writing and the-, the the talents and the personalities and the special guests—it's—it's it's just good fun. Like, it's, mm. yeah, it's reality TV, and it's a bit trashy, but like, that's—that's the—the lane they're in. Like, they're doubling down on that and just exceeding uh, week by week. This
0: so. actually requires some talent, though. So, yeah,
1: oh, yeah, like the—the the makeup and the costume play and yeah. the transformations that they can do just at the drop of a hat. Like them little quick, you know, fifteen-minute mm-hmm. express ones they've got to do sometimes. Yeah. But but anyway, um, yeah, the Outer Worlds. Uh, I'm so keen to play it. Uh, that Destiny 2 and also uh, Minecraft is on the slate for this weekend. So God help me there to try and fit, <laughs> fit all, all of that it in
0: in the one weekend.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, that that's my that's my broad ambition for this weekend. But the Outer Worlds it looks so good. Oh,
0: it it is great. I, I think everyone that is. I've got a disclaimer that I've never played a Fallout game ever so yeah yeah so (laughs) that's why that's why like i didn't want to 100% say that it could have been a full like reminiscent of fallout because i personally have only just seen fallout i haven't played it but um from what i took from what i played it to me i could get like that vibes based on what i know so um this is probably gonna be my first experience and then anything after that i'll be like oh that's that fallout games really like the
1: (laughs) yeah yeah but it's it's as, as you sort of touched on at the start, like anyone that's umming and about this and doesn't want to drop the full slate of cash, just just sign up temporarily to Game Pass and, and download this mm-hmm. game. Like 10 bucks a month can get you access to this. Another and other games. You, game. you can get out the Gears month War. and cancel it. Yeah, Gears 5's on there. Like mm-hmm. Forza, you name it. Minecraft, you can get Minecraft on there. Yeah, join us suckers. Um, yeah, but game pass is fantastic obviously obsidian's owned by microsoft now so it's cool to see them get a slight leg up and probably shift more sales to to xbox or microsoft as opposed to playstation 4 because you can get it at that drastically reduced price Mm -hmm. but i can't wait to play it i cannot wait to play it all the trailers i've seen a ton of gameplay watched a few little streams of the starts the other day and yeah i am hyped to uh dive in and Get lost. I love a good sci-fi game. Love a good sort of spacey RPG feel. So, uh, yeah. Sign me up.
0: Full warning, if you have, like, a certain amount of hours to play this game, when you start, just, you know, start, like, 10, maybe 15, if you're like me, maybe 20 minutes early, because you do have character creation at the start, and it's not like it's not as in-depth as like Skyrim or anything like that but there's you know there's some detail in there so make sure you set that time aside just to build your character at the start before you actually really get into gameplay
1: I love a good character creator oh
0: same I've I've skipped to the I want to make me to I want to make how I would like myself to look
1: I, I sort of transitioned that way too like, <laughs> get older you're like, I, I could make myself better than <laughs> yeah, what I, actually I am in real life so let's let's go <laughs> but you won't be making yourself better in one of the games i had a dabble in this week and yeah. i uh, actually jumped into the dumpster fire known as WWE 2K20 ah. and holy moly it is uh buggier than a cockroach infestation oy um, oy. any anyone that's been on social media this week would have seen the uh the various dramas attached and the 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 hashtag that was scrolling around that what mm-hmm. was it fix WWE 2K20 was the hashtag just That's the glitches yeah. in game in character creation uh we'll talk about it in more detail uh in the news but yeah wwe two k20 is a mess yeah like i'm i'm happy i got given a key because i would not have happily parted with my money knowing where it is at the moment like mm-hmm. i think it's it's about a four point something or rather on metacritic
0: oh wow
1: yeah so it's 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 like i think it was forty one. 41 or so on Metacritic, if I remember right. So it is not reviewing very well. The internet is angry. There is so many memes and GIFs already circulating just based off the glitches and what have you. But yeah, the uh, the mighty have fallen as far as wrestling games go. Oh. And the uh, the other uh, massive, massive game that I uh, took part in earlier this week, Rach and I played through I Love You, Colonel Sanders, a finger-licking good dating simulator. <laughs> I
0: have to know how this was.
1: It was it's good fun. yeah, it was so dumb and so over the top. and just KFC meets any high school related anime. Mm-hmm. It's just so ridiculous. like there's uh, one of your teachers is like a, a talking corgi. <gasps> Mr. like Mr. Sanders himself or Colonel, as he refers to himself in the game is just you know, this insanely handsome debonair like up and coming chef that's just invented KFC and then you invent the mashed potato and gravy and the coleslaw and all this shit and you you're trying to womb over and you've got your rivals and you you have like cooking battles and and you've got some quirky friends like one of the other people you you go to this cooking school with that only runs for three days, mind you, you're a fully fledged, uh, you know, high end chef after three days of, of culinary school um there's like a robot that you're in there with there's there's a guy that's his name's bob but he's the equivalent of like ralph wiggum oh. um, he's sort of on that level uh and then you've got your rivals obviously ashley which is just spelt really weird and her big muscle clad offsider that you're constantly fighting against and trying to win the the love of colonel sanders but it was good dumb fun like it's free to play i think it took us about Maybe three hours ish to run through it, and you, there's re, replayability based off your decisions and your actions. So you can fail in certain parts and have to restart depending on the choices you make, or you know maybe, maybe the the colonel falls out of love with you, or oh, you don't nice. go the right way. So yeah, like who would have thought KFC would have um <laughs> would have published a game for one, but also one as quirky and as unique as this, like. Yeah there's some great product placement like there is just some good subtle nods to kfc and like we're playing and i'm sitting there going mate we need to go get a bucket i was going
0: that was going to be my question after playing this game did you feel like eating kfc
1: (laughs) i did like i feel like eating kfc most days uh, (laughs) but more so when we were playing this but yeah psyop was the developer behind this who i don't know much about but like this was a good fun dating simulator the art was great the soundtrack was cool just the quirky zany over the topness that they just embraced mm-hmm. was was cool fun so if anyone that's a fan of dating sims i know we talked about like these on the the previous episode anyone's a fan give it a look cuz it don't cost you nothing and it's a good few hour run through
0: Mm -hmm. i really hope that they do some kind of like behind the scenes or just like i want to know like kind of like what made them think about doing this like who actually said let's do it i also want to know exactly like difference between how much money was spent on developing a dating sim game and then how that would contrast to like doing a standard like marketing thing you know like Mm. advertisement pushes or anything like that and just seeing like you know, just how they how they approached it. Was it successful? Was it worth the investment kind of thing? Because it's like you said, it's a free game. It's not like they're charging people. So it's like playing an advertisement.
1: Mm, it's very smart. Like th- those subliminal messages in there and just the subtle product placements and <laughs> describing the chicken and things like that. Like it gets you like actively thinking about going to get some kernel, but you're playing a game. It's not just a a splash on the television or a billboard you drive past. Like it's, it's got that sort of long withstanding sort of embedding in your, in your mind. So yeah, it was cool. But I'd be really curious to see, as you said, like, the, the cost versus reward that they're getting on this as opposed to a traditional marketing campaign. Mm. We should try and dig that up because that'd be pretty interesting to see.
0: Yeah, like KFC has already started like slowly sneaking themselves in the way of gaming, like, you know, kind of establishing themselves in the gaming environment as just like a standard. Like I guess has like, you know, Doritos and Mountain Dew. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they got involved with Fortnite is what I'm trying to remember. I believe they got yeah, involved with that. Yeah, and, and
1: they've even got like uh, the certified KFC gaming handles on social media and stuff. So they're going to really? be doing a lot more of a push into that space. That's for sure.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, I just, I just hope they follow this and like document it because I would just love to know. I, I just want to know the thought process and everything that goes on behind it. And it's just because it's 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 different. It's unique and... Yeah, Lovely it's singing. certainly
1: a, a contrast to like you think of like Mad Men when it's just a bunch of fat cats sitting around smoking cigars, drinking scotches, and they're like Kentucky Fried Chicken. And instead, now it's, actually, it's all stuff like this, which it is it's really cool. Like it's very new age.
0: Yeah, I was gonna like I won't elaborate on it too much, but I just realized that a lot of companies actually did that back in the prime of like uh, PC gaming, where I think it, over here in the states they had a lot of cereal companies, and um, Burger King had a game as oh, well nice. so like i think like once upon a time it was done they kind of you know i entered the gaming atmosphere but um yeah now it's now kfc's coming and bringing it back and he apparently they brought it hard
1: hell yeah i'd, I'd play a mcdonald's dating sim where you've got to try and woo over like ronald or grimace or birdie or or whatever your kink is like there's a flavor for everybody there so <laughs> Giant maybe maybe you got to win over the king maybe the bk makes one or I can't really think of any other f- big food-based mascots. Like you wouldn't mention Jared from Subway because obviously Ooh. he's now a pedophile. So, uh, yeah, um, Eat Fresh, doing seven to ten, mate. But um, yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> no. Yeah, I think. Anyway, yeah, that, that's that's some weeds we probably don't want to be uh, stuck in. That's for sure. <laughs> but it, what other food-based mascots are there? They're the only real ones that come to mind. Hey,
0: I, like for the fast food chain. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for Australia, that's it. They've got this creepy one over here for Jack in the Box.
1: Oh, yeah, Jack in the Box.
0: He's creepy. Like, I like their eyes. He's actually quite, like, kind of dry humour, but it's a ball with a cone on its head. Like, it's kind of creepy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of something that should have been in. Remember Alfred and Friends or whatever it was called? Yeah. No, Johnson and Friends. Johnson and Friends, yeah. Yeah. Those toys. He have looked out of place on that show. No, it would have right. fit right in. Hmm. And if you guys and girls want to fit right in, head on over to weare 8 com and grab yourself some of the best merch in the video game space. As I said, we have got bum bags, we've got visors, we've got jewelry uh, releasing this coming week. Uh, we've even just um, had the first sample that I've arrived of... You know, remember the brand Champion? Yeah. Yeah, so we've done a champion um, varsity bomber crossover with eight bit. So it's are a champion serious? varsity with the eight bit logo stitched on the like the left breast or the left chest plate sort of space there. Um, I haven't taken any photos of it, but it came out really, really good. Um, and also got uh, the first eight bit backpack as well. Uh, got one of those nice. and running around packs, and it came out looking pretty schmick. So we are eight bit Grab yourself some merch. It helps us out a little bit as well, but also makes you look and feel good because it is the best uh, merch in the gaming space. Uh, If you want to support us in other ways, patreon.com forward slash we are 8-bit. Brazil is a dollar, you'll get early access to the 8 bit cast, as well as access to exclusive competitions, giveaways, and swag you can't find anywhere else. And if you don't want to support us monetarily, that is fine. Obviously, the easiest way to support us is to rate, review, subscribe us on iTunes, Apple podcast Spotify, whatever your podcast player of choice is, because those reviews help keep the emotional lights on in our hearts. And be sure to do the same to all the other podcasts you're listening to in your circulation. But let's uh, move into some news, shall we?
0: This week's news headlines.
1: And the first one. You get a delay. You get a delay. Everybody gets a delay. <coughs> not not the best Oprah I've ever done. But uh, yeah, 2012 <coughs> might have been the year of Gangnam Style. And 2017 was the year of Donald Trump. But <coughs> 2019 may as well be known as the year of the delay. Here is a list of all the notable video game release dates that have slipped so far. Oh, and obviously, this falls onto the back of a couple of big ones that uh, dropped this past week. And the biggest one, at least in my opinion, The Last of Us Part 2 has been shifted from February 21st, 2020 into May 2020. And uh, Naughty Dog just said they need a bit more time because we realized we simply didn't have enough time to bring the entire game up to a level of polish we would call Naughty Dog quality. I think that's fair. You know, they they make just about perfect classic games the second they've been released. The Last of Us is critically acclaimed, known as one of the best games of of any recent generation, to be honest. And um, pushing this thing back three months, I don't think it's a big deal. I'm happy to wait. The next one's probably a little bit sore for yourself. Animal Crossing New Horizons, which was slated to release this year, obviously has been pushed back until March of 2020. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, it's getting close. Still not as close as you'd like. No,
0: I, it was patiently waiting. Yeah, patiently waiting. Like I'm, it, yes, I, it was for the right reasons. So that's what I'll say. Yeah, yeah. Yep. The-
1: Obviously, another one that we got uh delayed until God knows when. Metroid Prime Four, uh, which they've decided to go right back to the start again. Scrap everything they had done. And um, yeah, Ground Zero, the current project and rebuild from the ground up. So that is one that's going to face probably a multi-year delay. Uh, Another one that came through uh, tied into one of the sort of Ubisoft board meetings this past week, Watch Dogs Legion, Rainbow Six Quarantine and Gods of Monsters. Uh, they've all been delayed from that uh, March 6th or 7th into the Ubisoft fiscal year, which uh, rolls until the following year. So these three games, they haven't updated the release dates on them yet, but they're going to drop now sometime between March 6th and you know March 5th of 2021. So they're That's all so out in the vague. ether right now. Very vague, very broad-strokey. Rainbow Six Quarantine moved the needle ever so slightly at E3. Gods and Monsters... Not really for me. Watch Dogs Legions, I'm excited for. Mm. I really like the Watch Dogs franchise and just the over the top zaniness you can do with it. But yeah, who knows when they're dropping now. So, uh, that's a little March just was of a, a busy a month. So, yeah, it might
0: be for the best.
1: Yeah. And then obviously the next one tied in nicely to March. So, Doom Eternal, which was uh, meant to be releasing next month on November 22nd, has been pushed back until March 20th of 2020. Uh, that is a rough one. Uh, looks great feels great had a little bit of a touch on that at pax australia and it is you know the doom you know and love uh just yeah get get hyped to uh to play some more doom and, and kill the spawn of hell yet another time around but uh yeah with a little bit more verticality this time which is pretty cool the next one well we believe dream is currently uh you know knee deep in code shenmue 3 uh, <laughs> delayed that many times it's apparently coming out next month I would be holding my breath because I trust this game and these developers as far as I can throw them. Uh, and especially now Dream's on the case. Yeah. This might not come out till 2025. Now Dreamo's over there. That's
0: true. That's true. I like. I am looking forward. To, I'm not going to play this game. I'm just going to say that. But I am looking forward to just seeing what came out of it. Like after yeah. all everything that surrounded itself. Like I want to see what comes out. Cause- yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's going to to review very well. (laughs) It's
1: probably going to look last gen in graphics. Like some of the trailers and the the scissor reels they've dropped on this game to try and maintain that level of hype just Hmm. seem to be going the opposite direction. Like it's just like really, what? (laughs) Like it's just last gen meh. I wasn't a big Shenmue guy, but yeah. Anyway, and the last one that uh, has occurred in the past week or so as well vampire the masquerade bloodlines 2 which was slated for release in q1 of 2020 has been delayed until no one knows so i'm assuming it's going to be 2020 at some stage but they haven't given us a revised date but they just wanted to add the extra time to ensure the game lives up to the legacy of the original bloodlines game and that was done uh quote direct from hard suit labs so yeah some some big titles there Mm. Uh, with some slips some some not too bad like a few months here or there others just thrown out into the ether that they're they're coming at a later date so
0: it's going to be interesting to see if it's going to start changing how um you know developers and overall publishers and industry projecting release dates because delays just seem like a common thing now like like why do these happen like is it just because like you know, shareholders and all that bullshit in the background that's pushing them to give dates and, you know, being ready for E3 and giving dates for E3s and game show awards and all that sort of bullshit or, you know, are they pushing themselves too thin? Like, I know it's going to be a majority of things, but I just don't think as a group gamers are going to accept all the, you know, games that they've been waiting for, majority AAA constantly being pushed back
1: and i think that's that's sort of something that annoys me a little bit like this sense of entitlement that a lot of us have we want it now even if it is undercooked we want it today and then you get it today and then you're angry and talking about how shit it is like you look at wwe 2k20 it could have used it could have used a four or six month pushback Mm. uh, to potentially get it to where it needs to be so i'm i'm I, i obviously yeah i have small levels of patience and i want things sooner rather than later but if it's if it's a, a franchise or a product, whether it be a game, a film, a book, a TV show, whatever it is, if, if they need to push it back to get it to the level and the standard that they want to hold it at, which is obviously a high standard, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm happy with that. And like I got no skin in the game. I'm not paying tens of thousands or millions of dollars to, to develop these things. I'm just a consumer wanting to play or witness the best product. So... Yeah, I'm happy to wait. Like, the Last of Us thing, I got no issues with that. Like, I saw a heap of vile tweets getting spat around at Naughty Dog and Neil Druckmann and things like that on, on social media during the week. And it's just like, mate, just fuck off. Just be better. You know, just appreciate that they're making it in the first place. Well,
0: yeah, that for starters. But, yeah, there's obviously groups out there in the gaming industry that make us all look bad. I guess it's just more it's becoming a regular occurrence. Like, I, I'm like you, I don't usually really care. Animal Crossing broke my heart, but...
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: For the most part, like, I, you know, handle it. But it's just, it's becoming a regular thing. Like, I, the these ones are the ones that have happened, like, recently, but obviously there have been still a few that, you know, push back a few months, push back indefinitely, yeah. um, or Even just Even Shadowkeep got pushed back a couple of weeks, it you know? It did, it did. So, yeah, I just... I wonder if it's something that they're going to start working on or if it's just going to be the norm.
1: Mm. I I think, I think it will probably be the norm. Like I think they're just trying to push so much into these games or these mediums with such a short amount of time and and whoever at the top has decided on some of these dates and and they just push towards it. And then when they're getting close and close to that date and they realize, man, this isn't where it needs to be. Like Mm. this, this crunch thing is obviously very real and, Whatever else, maybe it is just over overreaching and overambition to try and think they can turn around these things in a shorter amount of time. Um, but yeah, it's it's going to be something that's not going to go away, I don't think.
0: Mm, anytime soon, I guess.
1: No, just, just be like Beyonce and just drop things without any promotion. Just be like, mate, my album's out right now. Go buy hey, it. Or like, we... you know, with Fallout.
0: <laughs> well, we know that there's been like a lot of games that have actually just been kind of like under the radar and that have dropped and just actually blown up like um apex
1: trying, recently
0: well actually yeah apex is a very good example of it but um i'm trying to remember what the name of that game was the one with the girl and her she had voices in her head.
1: oh hellblade
0: yeah that's it hellblade so like that was one that barely anyone knew about there was good people that were following it but then for the majority of us it was just like boom here's this amazing game everyone freaking loves it
1: mm. So. And it's it sort of almost singles back to what we were talking about with the I love you Colonel Sanders is like traditional marketing is that still the way to go where you have these long slow builds to try and generate interest and just sprinkle little breadcrumbs of info and trailers and screenshots, <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> or or do you just go this other route where it's like this guerrilla marketing? It's just boom, here's the product or it's coming out next month, get hyped, like yeah, and then I'm, I'm I'm more of the new school train of thought on that, I think
0: i think so too i think um we've all been pleasantly surprised by just a you know a game being dropped and just word of mouth like we're a community that likes to fucking talk example Mm -hmm. um but you know word of mouth you know this is a great game have you played this game and then everyone just picks it up so yeah maybe there's a new way to go about it
1: i think so i think so i mean i'm in complete agreement there and the next bit of news Big-name Twitch streamer Michael Shroud Greziek signs up as Mixer Exclusive. This comes by way of Matt Wales at Eurogamer. Microsoft has snapped up another big-name Twitch streamer for its Mixer streaming platform, this time in the form of Shroud. Grzyk is a former professional CSGO player, has amassed over 7 million followers on Twitch and over 13 billion, billion with a B, stream minutes watched making him one of the biggest streamers on the platform. I've, got, I've grabbed a couple little dot points here from a little bit of research because I wanted to try and stick this to Dream uh, because we've been having discussions about Mixer here and there and he's tried to poo-poo it and saying that nothing else is really going to happen of this magnitude. But now two of the top three largest Twitch streamers, and this is based off follow account, are now exclusive to Mixer. So Ninja was number one, uh, Tfue was number two, and then Shroud is number three. So they've grabbed two of the top three Base of follow account exclusively on Mixer now. Mixer is up 188% uh, as far as uh, views and hours and what have you uh, over the past three months according to Streamlabs data. The number of unique channels streaming on the platform has doubled in the same time frame from 1.95 to 3.9 million and the total number of hours people spent streaming on the platform skyrocketed from 11.3 to 36.2 million over the last couple of months so Mm. it's it's on the up obviously it is still the smaller fish in the pond because it is only making up around 3.2 percent of the market share in terms of overall hours watched YouTube is the other sort of bigger fish, and then obviously the kingpin in this pond is Twitch, which mm-hmm. make up around seventy-five percent of the hours watched based off the last quarter's numbers. So they are still the, the the lead dog in this in this fight. But it's cool to see that Mixer is still on the upswing. Uh, this is a huge get. Obviously, there's probably a, a undisclosed amount of money that is getting thrown at Shroud to jump oh, across yeah. too. Uh, and also a little tidbit he's part of the same management group that also manages uh, Ninja. So maybe there's a little bit of buddy but he come across here, you know, I'll make it worth your while, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But yeah, it's cool to see. It's exciting and, and gives uh, Mixer another very big heavy hitter in its roster. But yeah, what, what do you think about all this?
0: Um, I... I think actually when the ninja announcement happened I said like you know well obviously twitch will be smart and they'll you know push someone else up to the top and my actual take was oh they should really push Shroud because I of all the big names on Twitch I really don't enjoy anyone's content but Shroud's pretty grounded he's pretty down to earth kind of thing so yeah, I, I yeah actually he's don't no mind drama it. yeah that's exactly he just it. jumps
1: on plays games and absolutely dominates every shooter he ever touches
0: (laughs) yeah and he's just so like placid and cool laid back so i'm totally okay with him so i I thought twitch was gonna be like quickly let's grab the good ones and they fucking let him slip through their fingers so um i it's microsoft against amazon so money wise but in the same sense i that that share like that like that difference between Twitch having such a huge percentage, like I think they based it on like um, Fortnite, when the viewership of everyone watching that Fortnite event, there was like this massive pie chart and like Twitch took over the majority of it, then yeah, YouTube. And then there was this like little tiny section that was Mixer. So I I know they're trying to develop the audience and build the community in there, but whether it's taking the, big names over there and like like putting them down as anchors so everyone else kind of starts like to float over there but it's definitely going to take some time a lot yeah, of time
1: like it's it's going to be it's going to be another 12 months 18 months until we start seeing mm. that market share that you know 3.2 percent maybe getting closer to let's say 10 percent which is probably a bit generous to think that it might take 10 points in the next 12 12 months uh, i think it's doable uh, and that might knock down twitch to still in you know 65% or so so they're, they're still going to be the, the the leaders of this pack it's it's very interesting to say the least and and i'm curious to see what's going to happen with this with their numbers between now and christmas like obviously mixer are very smart they're offering free one month subscriptions to shroud for any any person on on mixer so they can migrate that subscription straight across to shroud uh straight away with with no sort of uh impact on their wallet but yeah having two of the the top 3 and having two x pro shooter players on their roster like this just screams new halo's coming up we've now got our two figureheads they're going to be the face of this halo marketing campaign moving forward when mm. it uh when it releases at the tail end of 2020 with with the new Xbox console, so yeah, it's it's exciting times. I love seeing a bit of competition. Obviously, I'm a bit of a Microsoft homer, so it's good to see yeah. them swinging for the fences again. Will they will they you know hit the home run? We don't know, but at least they're in the game and having a crack.
0: Well, definitely. Like it's there's already been a lot of like drama that's been created between the two. Um, I I mean, there's been a bunch of things that have happened where. Uh, like, Twitch events or Twitch, you know, staffers or t- popular Twitch streamers actually have, like, been saying things and Ninja's found out and then he'll be, like, saying his opinion on it and saying, like, oh, that's just bad. Like, oh, there was the um thing where Twitch actually started using Ninja's platform, like, his channel or his old, like, landing page and then there was the incident with the pornography that was being mm-hmm. streamed on there, so... You know, so there's always going to be, there's going to be a drama now this I guess there's competition and competition's good. I never really knew if YouTube was competition or if it was just there, it was an alternative.
1: Yeah, no, they've, they've got a, a decent market share. Um hmm. Looking at the numbers, I think they had a little under 20 points, I think, okay. from what I could see. I, I didn't record it on, on the, the doc here, but yeah, they had about 20 points of the market, so they're... They're, they're a big player in that space. Obviously, Facebook gaming's dabbling and trying to make itself something as well. But yeah, I, I think you sort of put it best there. Like competition's good. It, Competition it makes everyone good. sort of strive to be better. So uh And yeah, Twitch let's, needed let's it, by the way.
0: Twitch really mm. needed a kick in the butt. So
1: Amen. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they want to be better. They just want to be bigger. Yeah. <laughs> Let, yeah. Let's bring all the controversial stuff. Maybe they're going to yeah. like buy only cams or something and, and weave that in where there can just be like I mean, a little noise sex section.
0: Some, some, of those, some of those streamers out there, they're already providing that kind of service.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Um, also uh, services getting provided or in this case refunded. Sony are issuing refunds for faulty WWE 2K20. And I've uh, got a little bit of news here and uh, info from Hayden Taylor, at Game Informer. PlayStation has begun issuing refunds for WWE 2K20 after the game was pulled apart by fans for its copious glitches and bugs. Some have said bugs, which I talked about earlier during my experience with the game. The latest entry to 2K Games' annual wrestling franchise has become the talk of the town, and for all the wrong reasons, after fans began sharing footage of how extensively broken the game was. Along with missing items from the Collector's Edition, there are broken in-game features and graphical bugs that make Assassin's Creed Unity look like a launch day success. Obviously, we talked about the hashtag fix WWE2K20, hashtag that's circulating around, but um, the big thing and probably where you can connect the dots from here as far as where the issues lie, back in August, WWE2K developer Yuke's parted ways with the franchise after 20 years making officially licensed wrestling games california-based studio visual concepts took over the franchise having worked alongside Uke's on the game since 2014 no explanation was given for the decision despite it coming just months before launch Mm. however in may yukes senior vice president and producer hiromi furuta said the developer was going to establish a second team to work on a new wrestling title hoping to reinvigorate the studio with internal competition I'm going to put my money on the on the line here and say that new wrestling title is probably going to be an AEW licensed oh, title, yeah. which is the main competitor to WWE. But yeah, uh, it looks like Visual Concepts were just left with with this sort of uh, <laughs> festering of game. Yeah. And Two K have said, mate, you've got four months, get us a game to market, <laughs> and we've gotten this dumpster fire. But at least Sony are issuing refunds for anyone that's purchased it digitally. They had. To. I know where you and things like that are also doing similar. But yeah, this game is, uh, it's a mess, as I said, 41 on, on Metacritic. So uh, yeah, how the mighty have fallen.
0: Yeah, definitely. And so usually, first of all, I don't think these WWE games have like always been perfect. And for one thing, I always know with the WWE release, um, there was always glitches. There was always like weird instances that would happen, much like in UFC games. So I always look forward to when a new WWE game comes out because glitches happen i didn't know that it was going to be on this level (laughs) like it was just full-on glitches so like i said it's never been a perfect game but to be i guess this bad it unfortunately speaks speaks volumes and graphically people were posting up a lot of screenshots saying that like you know i think they were using a comparison of rock from like a playstation 2 game
1: yeah, no. That was the comparison I saw of that was actually had a photo of an actual rock, and used his character model from WWE Two K twenty, and they were like, he actually looks more re- realistic as a rock as opposed to the character model. Like, yeah, Smash. it is. It, it looks like some last gen sort of facial animations and and sort of uh, capture work. It is very mm. very rough, very yeah. rough. Yeah, what's happening Two K? What is happening?
0: Yeah, like. And and the thing is, is that having um, Ukes now kind of, like, splitting off. Or like, or s- like, they left in August. And I know yeah. I've been seeing advertisements, I think, before August for this game. And I also feel bad for the wrestlers. Like, I, I, I don't feel, like, that bad. They get paid good money. But imagine having to be out there. Like, they really push the wrestlers to push this game. Like, oh, yeah. I, I felt like I saw a lot of marketing for this game. So, maybe they knew they were screwed <laughs> i don't know
1: yeah Yeah, it was um it's 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 rough sledding that's to say the least and like i'm a big wrestling fan and and love wrestling games and this game just flat out sucks Uh, yeah that 41 is is very maybe it's debatably justified maybe it should be lower i don't know but no doubt there's going to be a big old patch that's going to try and fix some of these things but it might be too little too late i think Mm. the the pitchforks and the, the 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 angry mob has assembled and yeah, maybe maybe we see Ukes pop up next year with this AEW announcement and we see some John Moxley and Kenny Omega and stuff uh, get it getting the the next gen treatment.
0: Do you reckon they'll succeed? Do you reckon that has already established a good fan base?
1: I think so. I think you so. Reckon? Especially like they could collaborate and do a crossover with like New Japan and sort of work it in that way. So so there's some opportunities there to, to mm. make it happen.
0: Well, it should be interesting. Like we said, competition's good. <laughs>
1: Let's keep rocking and rolling. We've got two more bits of news here. And the, the next one is one of the biggest WTF moments of uh, 2019, I think. And Bethesda has introduced its fallout, uh, its first Fallout subscription. And this ties into Fallout 76. This comes by way of Rebecca Valentine at gamesindustry.biz. So this Fallout subscription, it costs $12.99 USD a month or $99.99 a year. So $100 a year for a game that is still not free to play, mind you. And uh, most notably, it gives subscribers access to their own private world server that can be used by the subscriber and up to seven other players, regardless of their subscription status. Other perks include a storage for infinite in-game crafting components, which I can understand because uh, you know load management and inventory capacity is a thing and a real pain in the ass. A fast travel camp that can be placed anywhere. Another cool item. Uh, 1,650 atoms per month, uh, which is in-game currency worth about a dollar per 100 atoms. So it's about, you know, 1,650. So you're getting more atoms worth than you're paying for your subscription, which makes sense, and some unique cosmetics. Bethesda has said that the Private Worlds, a feature that has been asked for by users for some time now, will be moddable at some point in the future, but are not moddable currently. Private Worlds will function identically to the public server of the game. So Fallout 76, the bug-ridden release from Bethesda, the canvas bag melodrama Mm. has now decided to create a whole new set of dramas by releasing a subscription service for this game. Um, As I said, the game is still not free to play, so you need to buy the game and then buy the subscription. Um, Where the notable features are you can play this game solo without anyone else in the world playing with you all with up to seven friends. Like, this is just some weird, tone-deaf shit.
0: This is crazy, because to me, it's like, like, this game already lost so many people. And, you know, there was always this establishment that there was this dedicated fan base that was sticking to it. They made it work. They enjoyed it, and they were still playing it. Imagine them coming out now saying, hey, you, dedicated people who've been playing. Fuck you. (laughs) Pay more money. We want more money from you. This is no it's not it's not but who are they marketing to As you as a consumer are you now going to be like yeah actually now i do want to play fallout 76 no
1: i'm uh i'm i'm right in the in the weeds on this like i am i'm living or i've lived the fallout 76 life Uh, obviously i've had the dramas with the uh canvas bag gate and everything else like that so i'm still a little bit uh a little bit battered and bruised from from fallout 76 but I don't know. It's just the the game still isn't complete in my opinion. Like there's still no human based NPCs in this game. And obviously it ties into the story and apocalypse and blah, 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 blah. So I can loosely go, okay, you get a half pass on this, but the game, the the numbers and the player counts just seem to be dropping uh, on the reg. Mm. And then things like this, it just seems like a little bit of a, just a blatant grab for some cash from Bethesda. Uh, where they need to sort of get their, you know, their own backyard sorted first before worrying about bringing out uh, a subscription service and whatever else. Like, I, I, I love Fallout games that. and I love Bethesda, but seventy six just was just watered down poo.
0: Yeah, and like, I, I get also if you're looking from that Elder Scrolls Online aspect, yeah, Elder Scrolls Online also did start off with like a really bad release and it was really trashy, and then yeah, it had to develop itself and stuff, but I just especially I guess in this environment with a game that was you know tied to such a popular franchise like Elder Scrolls but Fallout 76 already like shot themselves in the foot based on some um, article I read recently um, everyone that was like sticking to it they were just constantly just getting more and more punished where updates would contain more glitches people would like get certain glitches that would make them invisible or something. And then there was also like a looting system where high level items were behind a wall or something like that. And people were glitching through and, you know, then there was like a banning issue where Bethesda was like banning the wrong people and, you know, stuffing up other people's games where they would come back and they have lost everything. And then Bethesda was like, sorry, we can't do anything about that. Just start again. So I just I just think that based on all that sort of stuff, when you can be dedicated to, you know, a franchise and show your support so much, just to have them come back at it again and saying, ah, oh, we need more money.
1: Yeah. So I, I think I think they need to shift like make this game free to play and make this then the model. I think I think that way it would probably work a bit better, especially for newer players, where it goes free to play, twelve bucks a month or whatever and you get some perks yeah fallout 76 mate I've, I've lived this wasteland and it is not pretty out there like it is high stress i'm a vault hunter i'm a very uh sad and downtrodden vault hunter after experiences in this game but you know what i eventually got my canvas bag so i'll give them that at least they delivered on that uh that promise after shivering me the first time around but we'll see i'll be curious to see once once these numbers start trickling in what the subscriber level is as far as this uptake on the on the subscription yeah subscription service they're doing for seventy six. The last bit of news, um, bizarre one: Conan O'Brien watches a Death Stranding trailer with Kojima and gets put into the game. This comes via of Eddie McCosh and Richard Wakeling at GameSpot to hype the upcoming release of Death Stranding. Hideo Kojima invited comedian and late-night TV show host Conan O'Brien to his office for a behind-the-scenes look at the game. It went about as well as you would think as Conan spent his time cracking jokes and ribbing with Kojima through a translator. Upon viewing a Death Stranding trailer and meeting BB for the first time, Bridge Baby, Conan said to Kojima, What's wrong with you? Hideo Kojima has since revealed that Conan's appearance in Death Stranding wasn't just a joke for the show. The red-headed comedian is actually in the game. Conan O'Brien appears as a prepper. And then in quotes, the wandering MC in Death Strand, in Kojima tweeted, you get sea otter suit when you get connected with him. With this suit, you'll be able to swim easily in the river. You won't be drifted away. BB would be happy as well, end quote. Apologies for the broken English there. That obviously was from Kojima's Twitter handle directly. But yeah, Conan O'Brien in the game. I watched the little snapshots there and some brief video of him where he is giving um, giving sam the the main character in death stranding the uh the sea otter suit uh, mm-hmm. what the fuck
0: it's uh, the first thing that i actually thought about this was um when they were showing him like playing that character like just sitting there like just talking to the main character sam at first i thought oh so jeff keely isn't special then like, that's the first mm. thing I thought because I think they showed that, what was it, at E3 or the Game Awards or something? Like, that was, like, a little snippet that they showed and he was, like, so hyped about it. So now he did it for Conan. I'm like, oh, it's not yeah. so special. But um, Just one of the many. <laughs> just one of the, yeah, one of these. Um, but the actual, like, the otter hat and then actually seeing Sam's, like, the character like floating on his back and he even does the chest like
1: like he's breaking things (laughs) on
0: his chest Yeah, breaking like clams on his chest as well i'm like what the fuck
1: yeah it is it is just so bizarre like it's great and it's it's very on brand like you know kojima does do some very interesting things in his games Mm -hmm. and opens up some customization and some weird quirkiness but uh yeah conan o'brien in there i wonder how many other secret celebrity cameos we're going to see in death stranding
0: i mean the thing goes with death stranding it's probably been one of the biggest longest hype games probably our industry has seen for quite some time so um and you know previously we were talking about like advertisement and how like you know these game developers have been like selling their games with like little smidgens throughout the year throughout you know multiple years and kojima's been doing it <laughs> i've yeah, never seen been, a game like, this
1: has been going for what now five years something oh like that like it's, it's it's been a very long gestation period and it started with with revealing their logo and then bit of stuff with Redis, and it's just trickled through there and and crazy trailers like it, it's interesting because you think for such a long marketing campaign you'd probably be sick of it by now but then they just keep doing these weird kooky things that get the, the world talking again and hypothesizing about what the heck's going to happen next.
0: I mean, based on like whether I want to buy or play this game, I've actually like, I, if this game probably could have come out and I wouldn't have known, um, I don't really care to play the game. I probably will more watch someone else play it. Mm-hmm. Cause um, I don't know. I just, my care factor for this game is more, I guess, like, I, although maybe I'll play that story mode that he's entered in because the story has me intrigued. But I don't know, like I've never really played a Metal Gear Solid game. So I don't have that kind of like attachment of like, this is the next level. This is his next thing. Like, I don't have that attachment. Well, I don't know. Like I said, this is like one of, this seems like one of those. No, because this to me seems like one of those drawn out, long story based games that I think our audience has discovered I don't really enjoy, you know, we're talking about Last of Us being pushed back and you're like, oh, you know, I don't really care. i like, oh, speak for yourself. Like, I really don't care. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of the, I feel like I'm one of the only people that's not looking forward to that game or, you know, caring about that game. So, um, and that's how I feel about Death Stranding. I'm really intrigued about the story. I want to see the graphics, but whether I actually want to play the game, eh i'm more than happy to watch a youtube video on it or a twitch streamer
1: yeah it's certainly going to be obviously the all the talk around the water cooler for for a few months at the very least once this drops next month like it's just gonna it's be it's gonna be a very polarizing game will it be critically reviewed we and acclaimed we don't know but at least it's gonna have a lot of people talking
0: oh yeah it'll definitely be the talk of the town
1: hmm but, yeah, that's the news. Miss Hart, got anything you want to say before we say bye-bye?
0: I just want to give um, a little comment to anyone that is one of my friends on Pokemon Go and they haven't received gifts from me. I am being rorted. Pokemon Go is currently going through this thing. we ha- got a Halloween thing, which is kind of cute. There's um, a Squirtle with a cute little top hat, just so i let you know, Brendan. It's kind of yeah. cute. However, they've changed things now where Pokestops don't release gifts as much as they used to. So now I'm looking like a bad friend. Truth be told, I'm lucky to get a gift a day. That's how bad it is. God, so.
1: What is going on in the Pokemon world? There's a bloody production freeze in the warehouses there with all these gifts. I don't know. Yeah, it's absolutely stupid.
0: It was an update that they did and it's just, its I'm looking like a bad friend.
1: I'm sure they'd all be feeling the same. I think everyone else would be dealing with the same uh, gift shortfalls. So don't feel too bad. Don't beat yourself up too much. Instead, beat up Rival Trainers in Pokemon Go instead.
0: I don't get to go against Rival Trainers. At least I do in the gyms. Never mind. Carry in the on. Gyms. In yeah, the gyms. Yeah, so this has
1: been episode 170 of the Hungry Gamers podcast. Thanks again to the legends at Audio Technica. You can check out their website, audiotechnica.com or audiotechnica.com.au for the ANZ-based listeners. Grab yourself the best in audio-based equipment. We're talking headphones, microphones, gaming headsets, turntables, and everything else in between and uh yeah as i said before rate re subscribe us as well as all the other members of the hashtag 8-bit collective and all those other podcasts you listen to on the daily because those ratings and reviews help keep the emotional lights on in our hearts but find miss ellie Hart at miss ellie Hart, find salim at salim td find me at brendan 8-bit and find us all at we are 8-bit but until next week 8-bit nation we come back for episode 171 much love
0: stay hungry